Chapter 15 of Agatha Webb. This is a LibreVox recording. All LibreVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibreVox.org. Recording by Gabby Cowan. Agatha Webb by Anne Catherine Green. Chapter 15 The Sables Visited. Let us follow the party now winding up the hillside. In a deeply wooded spot on a side road stood the little house to which John and James Sable had removed when their business on the docks had terminated. There was no other dwelling of greater or lesser pretension on the road, which may account for the fact that none of the persons now approaching it had been in that neighborhood for years, though it was by no means a long walk from the village in which they all led such busy lives the heavy shadows cast by the woods through which the road meandered were not without their effect upon the spirits of the four men passing through them so that long before they reached the opening in which the sable cottage stood silence had fallen upon the whole party dr talbot especially looked as if he little relished this late visit to his old friends and not till they caught a glimpse of the long sloping roof and heavy chimney of the sable cottage did he shake off the gloom incident to the nature of his errand gentlemen said he coming to a sudden halt let us understand each other we are about to make a call on two of our oldest and most respectable townsfolk if in the course of that call i choose to make mention of the twenty-dollar bill left with lawton well and good but if not you are to take my reticence as proof of my own belief that they had nothing to do with it two of the party bowed knapp only made no sign there is no light in the window observed abel what if we find them gone to bed we will wake them said the constable i cannot go back without being myself assured that no more money like that given to lawton remains in the house very well remarked knapp and going up to the door before him he struck a resounding knock sufficiently startling in that place of silence but loud as the summons was it brought no answer not only the moon-lighted door but the little windows on each side of it remained shut and there was no evidence that the knob had been heard sable john sable shouted the constable stepping around the side of the house get up my good friends and let an old crony in james john late as it is we have business with you open the door don't stop to dress but this appeal received no more recognition than the first and after rapping on the window against which he had flung the words he came back and looked up and down the front of the house it had a solitary aspect and was much less comfortable looking than he had expected indeed there were signs of poverty or at least of neglect about the place that astonished him not only had the weeds been allowed to grow over the doorstep 
but from the unpainted front itself bits of boards had rotted away leaving great gaps about the window ledges and at the base of the sunken and well-nigh toppling chimney the moon flooding the roof showed up all these imperfections with pitiless insistence and the torn edges of the green paper shades that half concealed the rooms within were plainly to be seen as well as the dismantled knocker which hung by one nail to the old cracked door the vision of knapp with his ear laid against this door added to the forlorn and sinister aspect of the scene and gave to the constable who remembered the brothers in their palmy days when they were the life and pride of the town a by no means agreeable sensation as he advanced toward the detective and asked him what they should do now break down the door was the uncompromising reply or wait the windows of country houses are seldom fastened let me see if i cannot enter by some one of them better not said the coroner with a considerable feeling let us exhaust all other means first and he took hold of the knob of the door to shake it when to his surprise it turned and the door opened it had not been locked rather taken aback by this he hesitated but knapp showed less scruple without waiting for any man's permission he glided in and stepped cautiously but without any delay into a room the door of which stood wide open before him the constable was about to follow when he saw knapp come stumbling back devilish work he muttered and drew the others in to see never will any of these men forget the sight that there met their eyes on the floor near the entrance lay one brother in a streak of moonlight which showed every feature of his worn and lifeless face and at a table drawn in the centre of the room sat the other rigid in death with a book clutched in his hand both had been dead some time and on the faces and in the aspects of both was visible a misery that added its own gloom to the pitiable and gruesome scene and made the shining of the great white moon which filled every corner of the bare room seem a mockery well nigh unendurable to those who contemplated it john dead in his chair james dead on the floor Nap who of all present was least likely to feel the awesome nature of the tragedy was naturally the first to speak both were long beards said he but the one lying on the floor was doubtless lotton's customer ah he cried pointing at the table as he carefully crossed the floor here is the bread and even he had his moments of feeling the appearance of that loaf had stoned him one corner of it had been gnawed off a light let us have a light cried mr fenton speaking for the first time since his entrance these moonbeams are horrible see how they cling to their bodies as if they delighted in lighting up these wasted and shrunken forms 
Could it have been hunger? began Abel, trembling, following Nab's every movement as he struck a match and lit a lantern which he had brought in his pocket. God help us all if it was, said Fenton, in a secret remorse no one but Dr. Talbot understood. But who could have believed it of men who were once so prosperous? Are you sure that one of them has now this bread? Could it not have been? These are the marks of human teeth, observed Nab, who was examining the loaf carefully. I declare, it makes me very uncomfortable, notwithstanding. It's in the line of regular experiences. And he laid the bread down hurriedly. Meantime, Mr. Fenton, who had been bending over another portion of the table, turned and walked away to the window. I am glad they are dead, he muttered. They have at least shared the fate of their victims. Take a look under that old handkerchief lying beside the newspaper, Nap. The detective did so. A three-edged dagger, with a curiously wrought handle, met his eye. It had blood dried on its point, and was, as all could see, the weapon with which Agatha Webb had been killed. End of chapter 15 The Sables Visited Recording by Gabby Cowan